is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical on me. It's actually 531, 532 on the East Coast. Slight technical difficulties. Of course, that means it's 232 on the West, to West Coast and 432 Tennessee time, which, of course, we just type in the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. Joining me today, three-man booth, uh, batting first, leading off. I think this is your first baseball show this year, Kirk Dees. If it isn't, I missed your first one. I'm sure it was fabulous. You may know uh, Kirk Dees and such things as – uh, absolutely smashing over at Yahoo. Uh, maybe the Corona Club is that still a thing? I don't know. What's up, Kirk? No, nah, not really. I mean, we uh, still got the the core, the main, the main uh, original members. Uh, we we talk in there, but uh, yeah, this is my first uh, MLB show. Excited to be here with you and Stevie. Are you still controlling the lobby there over at Yahoo? Because uh, I've seen your balance at least one time. I saw your balance at Yahoo, and it was super super impressive. Uh, is that still a site you're absolutely dominating? Uh, I definitely play there every day <laughs> and, uh, okay. yes, it's been going very well. Always. It's, uh, it's my bread and butter over there. Yeah, feel free to sprinkle in some Yahoo plays. Of course, we mainly, mainly talk, uh, you know, DK and Fandle. And also we're going to bring in Stevie. You guys know Stevie from such things as NASCAR and the morning grind. Uh, what's up Stevie? How are, uh, how are things in your world? Doing good. Doing good. You know, we have a lot a of shows of this month together. We do. Yeah, we do. Um, no, we didn't get a lot of rain. Like, we, I was recording the podcast last night with Cheese, like, and the tropical storm was like right off the um, coast of Daytona, and it wasn't even raining here. So, um, we dodged we dodged that one. No issues with that one. We think that's the reason why it's kind of working its way up the coast, though. We saw a pre-show Yankee game canceled. We kind of panicked for a second. Apparently, that's the game tomorrow night. Is that correct, Stevie? Yeah, they sent out a second alert. Like we, like I started to mess with like my Yankee stacks, um, but tomorrow's game is postponed. You like the Yankees tonight, huh? I, it's a Coors Field slate. We got a you know not not a full slate. Obviously, eight games going down. Uh, I believe all are going to play, as far as you can tell. Of course, you want to confirm that with Roth uh, on Crunch Time. Roth's articles are already out there. He'll probably be updating it. He usually does uh, throughout the show at some point. But uh, Kirk, is we is there anything big as far as weather? Outside of, uh, well, his uh, weather edge tool is telling us there's going to be some run suppression uh, for the Cubs and the Royals tonight, especially from a home run perspective with the wind blowing in. Uh, anything else as far as the weather we should be fully concerned about here, Kirk Dees? Uh I was going to ask you that same question, Dean. Uh, it looks, <laughs> everything looks uh, pretty good to me uh, on this end. You, you uh, threw a wrench and everything when, uh, or Stevie did, saying that uh, the false alarm on the, uh, the Yankees cancellation, that's for tomorrow for the big storm that's uh, coming over the East Coast now. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we're I think we're ready to go. I was going to do a fancy screen share today with a, you know, but turns out my computer got all funky. I mean, Stevie's going to jump in here, but I was going to show off. Uh, Stevie, do you use the the, the weather tool, Weather Edge, the Ross weather tool? I kind of wrote up. I do. I have it up. It and, yeah. So the one that's jumping off the table and it changed throughout the day. It got even. Well, the sample shrunk, but you see the Cub game as far as the uh, the stats. Yeah, I almost um, highlighted in the extra survey today as well. But, um, yeah, minus 54.4% for home runs and um, total runs down 13% with the wind blowing in from left. But, yeah, it's I'm seeing reports anywhere from like 17 to like 22 miles an hour, and we know how much wind dictates Wrigley. So big, big difference today. Yeah, I mean, the sample's not huge, but the wind, I mean, the wind blowing in should tell us that it's only 24 games as far as that sample minus – 54% as far as home run suppression. And, hey, uh, as an SB2 today, or even as I saw people talking in chat, what's up, chat? Uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. We do appreciate that. Sprinkle in your questions throughout the show. I'll do my best to get to them. Of course, we'll save some time at the end to knock out as many as possible. But, um, 
Yeah, it, it's a uh, 13 and a half. Well, let's talk about it. Let's at the overall big picture before we talk about pitchers. Kirk Dees, do you have an official take as far as scores today? Is it good? Is it bad? Um, it's usually pretty good. Uh, whenever I, uh, I faded it that first night and the, for the Padres went off uh, late in the end of the game. So it's like it always gets there this season so far. Um, but it's the Giants, right? And they're like an <laughs> over, you know, people are giving them a little bit too much credit because they started out pretty hot to start the season saying, Oh, they're really not that bad. I think they're still terrible. Um, so uh, the problem is, is we've got uh, some terrible pitching uh, going on in cores too, as well. So I think the Rocky side looks pretty strong. Um, you know, the problem is the Chi Chi is a guy that I'd like to stack against. I'm just not big on these giants batters. I just think that like, I think Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt are dust. So it's like, I don't see the tons of home run potential. I mean, another dusty guy is Alex Dickerson, right? Like, yeah. Can these guys hit homers? Yes, it can happen, but um, I'll bet against it tonight. What about Chadwick Trump? Yeah, what a name. What a great name. <laughs> Chadwick. <laughs> it just feels like a sophisticated lineup, you know? Yeah. He has an hors d'oeuvre before he goes up to the, the plate or something like that. But, uh, Hey, he's a golf, super clap, golf clap. <laughs> yeah, and what I was talking about as far as I saw people asking about in chat, we'll talk about as an SB2 or like a, maybe an off the off the board uh, pitcher for tournaments for Fandle. Uh, I think both those guys in Kansas City, not in Kansas City, in Chicago, KC versus Chicago are pretty interesting. We'll talk about them in a second. Uh, Steve, before we dive in, give me your thoughts as far as cores today. Um, I like the Rocky side, um, kind of with um, you know Kirkwood when we're looking at the Giants, like. I think Belt with his massive fly ball rate, like against Chi Chi, you know, he's in play. But like, do you really want to play a one off from course? So um I don't currently have a giant stack out there. I do have a Rocky stack. I like that side a lot. I think they're in a great spot against um Johnny Stinkwedo, but uh that's about it. Life comes at you fast, man. Mike Yaskrimski is five point nine K. I mean, I know he's on the road like, leading off, locked in for basically five ABs. Been much more patient this year for what it's worth, but it's just weird to see uh, him at 5.9K. Probably, I, I'd imagine, the highest he's been all year. And, hey, those Giants have been hitting well, Kirk Dees, because, well, that ballpark in San Fans have been playing differently too. So uh, maybe that has something to do with it as well as far as those bats being at least okay and confident. No Panda, uh, no, no Sandoval today. Wilmer Flores gets the AB uh, today versus the righty. All right. Uh, oh, th- th- let's do this before I dive in. I know you guys have yours queued up. Uh, the sharp side app. First of all, Stevie, tell us what is the sharp side app and give us a winner. If, you, if you're in a state that has legalized wagering or, you know, a guy uh, who, who we, uh, who we hitting up today, what, what team or what, what, what total, what, what do we have as far as uh, a number that we're locking in? Uh, I locked in the uh, over on the Minnesota pirates game. It was at nine and a half when I did it. I don't know what's at currently right now, but um, love Minnesota today. I think, you know, Pittsburgh could score a few runs too in this game. So um, I'm just I'm locking that in. You know, Minnesota bullpen is good, so it wouldn't shock me if Pirates only score like two or three runs. But I think Minnesota can score ten plus on the slate, so I'm gonna lock in the Twins. I got my streak up to two. I lost it uh, at the end of last week, so um, you know, got it back up to two, and you know, ready to make it three here. Yeah, Minnesota is interesting because uh, especially in DK, there's a lot of cheap bats there. Some of them aren't very good, you know, but the uh, Buxton's pretty cheap and Cave's pretty cheap, and you know, the back end of that lineup is super super cheap and. Maybe that'll make them a little bit more popular. Uh, who do you have, Kirk Dees? Who, who you're locking in? Who's your swipe of the night? Oh, man, what, I forgot already. Um, I think <laughs> it was uh, – I think it's the White Sox. Um, 
I've got value on the White Sox tonight as a bet, an outright win bet. Um, I think it was they actually moved to a slight favorite. I still like them. Um, I think uh, Rodon is going to put on a good performance finally. Um, I think he's got the stuff. You know, we always have to worry about uh, control with him. He just got – it was kind of unlucky, and then he kind of melted down mentally in that last start, in his first start of the year against the Indians. Um, They fouled off a ton of pitches against him I was watching um I think his stuff looks good they were staying away from anything with any kind of spin on it um I think a few a couple of adjustments some control and I think that he's perfectly capable of having some success against this kind of a watered down Brewers lineup who's not hitting that well to start off the year at least with the guys like uh Christian Yelich um and we've got uh Ryan Healy making his uh MLB uh, this uh, new season debut, I think. Has he seen any uh, play appearances up until now? Stevie, I know I certainly haven't rostered him. I don't believe he has. He got called up yesterday like, yeah, or I this morning. Know, I didn't even know he was still around. He got called up because um, Braun, and, like, yeah. Braun got put on the aisle and Kane opted out, so they called up Healy. And they lost Moustakis. That's why their lineup looks so terrible. Uh, by the way, you, you, Curtis, you were talking about players that are dusty in that Coors game. I can't believe – Whereas not we're gonna ignore like Matt Kemp, he's not dusty. Oh, he's dust, but then he then he freaking pounds the slate the other day. He, uh, Homer <laughs> no. w- went went off with uh, Daniel Murphy, who's not dust, and people think is dust. Uh, made some swing adjustments, uh, you know, building up for this season. So I was expect you know I expect him to do pretty well in course. Um, but Kemp, yeah, that's that's he's a little dusty. He's only thirty five. I thought he'd be older for some reason. Man, he was. There was a point where he was like a top ten player in baseball. Am I imagining that that happened? Right. Top ten. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'm I don't sure know. I don't, I don't have the definitive up. siege rankings. I don't know if the uh, <laughs> if he was up quite up there with uh, man the first baseman from the Marlins. What's his uh, Justin Bohr? Yeah, yeah he was I don't know if he's quite up there with. Maybe he was right up there with Bohr. Chris Bryant in the conversation as well. Sorry. All right. Uh, Let's talk pitchers, Stevie. Open it up. Uh, two two big arms, obviously, in the slate. There's a lot of good arms. But the two main ones, uh, Jacob DeGrom, I know he's your boy, uh, Florida guy. And then we have Garrett Cole facing Philadelphia. And the Philadelphia one's weird because they haven't played baseball. They've not seen live pitching, I don't think, to my knowledge, maybe some batting practice. Uh, since July 26th, they haven't played in over a week, I think. Uh, welcome back to baseball. Here's Garrett Cole. Not a soft landing. I am distinctly on Cole over DeGrom. Both are great. I think Cole's a better play for cash. For tournament, of course, if you want to play the ownership game, by all means, I imagine Cole will be slightly more owned or maybe more heavily owned. I've not looked at the ownership just yet. I kind of wait till the bell on that. Uh, Stevie, your take as far as Cole versus DeGrom, do you need either one? Do you need them? I think you need one of the two if you're playing cash games, for sure. I think you play Cole and cash. Um, I think your chalk combo is Cole, Montas, and cash, but um, I, I like Cole more than I like DeGrom, you know, for a lot of the reasons that you said. Philly hasn't played in a while, you know, was it three or four days now, five days? Um, so I think the 26th day is the last time they played. Yeah, so even better. So, like, and, and it's Garrett Cole. Um, I, I like Jacob DeGrom. I think that the matchup is tougher for DeGrom against Atlanta or, yeah, against Atlanta in Atlanta than, you know, Cole, than Cole's matchup against the Phillies. So, Right now, I am leaning Cole over to Grom. Um, Phillies have the lowest implied team total, too. I think it's like 3.1 or something. So, like, it just all sets up for Cole. But like you said, the ownership game, you know, we're looking at Garrett Cole 40%. We're looking at Jacob DeGrom 18%. So, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why you would take a shot at DeGrom over Cole. They both have the same type of ceiling. 
right now I have Cole in my FanDuel cash, and I do have uh, Cole also in my DK cash as far as my SP1. There's enough savings, and we'll talk about a guy that's in the mid-tier, I think, a little bit. I don't want to say he's underpriced because he hasn't really performed, but he's got a nice matchup and plenty of upside as well. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, it's Monta, spoiler alert. I'm sure we'll talk about him uh, as a cash game SP2. Uh, Kirk Dees, you have a preference as far as the Grom versus Cole? Oh, it's uh, I definitely prefer Cole. Um, but he's like he's, uh, Stevie said, he's going to be extreme chalk tonight. Um, he's probably going to be the second highest owned pitcher on the slate, but right up there with the guy that you were just talking about, Frankie Montas, who is just unbelievably cheap tonight um, over on DraftKings. Um, but, you know, so Cole is definitely, you know, you get the strikeout upside. He's facing the Philly lineup uh, who hasn't, you know, who, who there's definitely strikeouts in that lineup. And like you said, they haven't, you know, been uh, hitting or doing much this past week um, with uh, all the COVID stuff and whatnot. So you have to like him. Um, DeGrom is an interesting GPP pivot, right? But the problem is he's still even 600 more. They're both overpriced for this point of the season. Um, It's a tough matchup. I still think DeGrom can get it done in any matchup when an eight, when an ace is on an ace is on and it doesn't really matter who they're facing. But um, I, you know, I think this might be a hot take, but um, I think if I'm trying to match or trying to do a GPP pivot off of Cole, I think I'm more comfortable going to Walker Bueller with a shorter pitch count facing uh, against the Padres who are pro- might be coming off of that course hangover uh, coming back. And uh, there's definitely strikeouts to be had. I think he can have some really efficient innings um, as opposed to uh, DeGrom who may have a tougher, you know, tougher guys to work against with the Braves. Yeah, my issue with that is the Grom, I think, has the ability to throw 100 pitches. I don't think Correct. Bueller is the ability. He's not going to go beyond like 80. Is uh, Bueller, his first game, he went three and two-thirds, 56 pitches, Stevie. Uh, I mean, I expect Bueller to throw about 75, maybe 80-ish. I can't see much more than that. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get there. He has to be – now it's possible he can have uh, – you know, one of those games you go four innings and strike out nine guys, that's absolutely possible. It's in the cards, but it's really thin. Uh, Glassnell did it not too long ago. Little, a few less pitches with the same kind of point there. TV, I don't, I'm not playing enough lineups. I just can't justify Bueller, especially with the alternatives that aren't that much more, aren't, aren't that much more money. Uh, I, I can't do it. What say you? Yeah, like there was a report that came out that said 70 to 80 pitches. So, like, knowing the Dodgers that's 70 to me like you know so on a slate where we need value and pricing is so tough I feel like this is the toughest price slate that we've had this season on DraftKings anyway I don't see myself playing Bueller um but I understand why you know Chris is saying like we need to be looking at Bueller uh, to be different because like this is a guy that in five innings and 70 pitches can strike out, you know, seven, eight guys at 5% ownership compared to 18 and 40. So like, I understand the reasoning. I just, I can't pay 10 K for a guy that's going to throw probably 70, maybe 75 pitches here. Yeah. My my take is simply this. It's simply the fact that all these guys are overpriced for this point in the season, right? Yes. DeGrom is going to have a longer leash, but we're also, I mean, it's not going to be certainly as long as it would be later on in the season. Right. So this is the time to get away. And, and I think that Walker Bueller could have some extremely efficient innings with some strikeout upside. And he's going to get, you know, very little ownership tonight. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. Like this, this is, that's kind of the play. 
I think they're all overpriced, all three of them. Yeah, and as far as Cole, like pretty good K matchup. I wanted to go ahead and show off the plate IQ. Unfortunately, my, my screen share is not working, so maybe maybe tomorrow we'll make that work. My my bad, my apologies. But uh, plenty of Ks there in that lineup collectively. A strikeout of twenty two one point one percent. Cole, of course, led the league last year in strikeout percentage by like four percent over everybody else, which is just ridiculous. I know he hasn't exactly had that game just yet this year, but I I think he um, double digit Ks. I'm throwing it out there. He's going to get ten plus tonight. I think that was my bold call in the expert survey today. I think I put 12 because I was feeling ambitious, but uh, I think Cole just absolutely smashes this evening. I'm fine with DeGrom. Tougher matchup there against Atlanta. Obviously hotter there as well, too. Uh, probably some better bats as well. Uh, working our way down, uh, Stevie, well, let's, let's get the Montas conversation out of the way because he's 7.2K on DK. He makes a ton of sense as an SB2. And if you want to play a couple guys in the mid-tier, uh, Montas, and we'll talk about the pivots off Montas. I guess the quarterbacks there, quarterbacks, the pitchers uh, for the Cub game and the Kansas City game, Duffy, and uh, who else do we have there pitching for Chicago's Mills? But uh, let's knock out Montas. Who wants to talk about Montas? I'll talk about him first. Like, it just the lineup came out 25.5% strikeout rate since the start of last season on these guys. Like, it's a really heavy strikeout lineup, it's a great pitcher's umpire. Um, there's not a lot of ways to be different on this slate as far as bats go. So like I'll be underweight on Montas in tournaments. Um, but I think you play him in cash games. I don't see reason not to play him in cash games. He's cheap as an SP two. Um, I'll probably not play him on FanDuel because I do think it's really easy to get like Cole if you want Cole on FanDuel. But, um, I, I, outside of like just playing the leverage game and playing the ownership, like this is a guy that's going to be like 45 to 50% owned, um, in tournaments. And, Let's be different, right? Um, but yeah, like Kurt, what do you what do you think? And when it comes to Montas, uh, I love Montas. I don't I, I don't care about the ownership tonight. I'm just yeah. gonna pound. I'm just gonna hammer the the good play here tonight and get as much of them as I can because take advantage of this m- mispricing. I mean, basically before his suspension, you know, we were looking at you know a really solid um, three point seven six Sierra. Um, 26% K percentage, um, you know, granted he may have been juiced up a little bit. Um, but, but, and you know, that's another thing. I like my guys juiced up. I like that. I like the, the, that, that's a positive to me if I, if I'm, if I'm, uh, thinking about that, but, uh, anyway, he's got, he's got his fastball. He's in like the close to 80th percentile from, uh, from speed. He's in a spin rate, um, higher than that from a speed, you know, it's 90 plus percentile. He's also got, you know, he throws a lot of his sinker. He's um, has a really nasty slider, right? I love guys with a really nasty slider. It's he's cheap. He's facing this as another overachieving, really bad offense. And that's a theme I'm going to be with tonight um, on the, the Seattle Mariners. And, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say they're not that bad. They're, you know, they're pretty good. You know, they've, they've definitely, you know, banged up some pitchers so far early in the season, but this is a team that I want to attack. His price is ridiculously cheap. He's got the K upside. So uh, I'm all in with him tonight. Yeah. Pulling up the plate IQ. You got to love that Seattle lineup, but the two guys that strike out the least that strike out the least are Crawford and Seager at 19.9% and 19%. Uh, everybody else collectively, as far as the Seattle bats, 25.5%. Uh, Malik's at 26%. Nola at 26%. Uh, CEO of Team Girth, Vogelbach cracked a lot up at 26%. Yeah, he's got a lot of power when he gets a hold of it, but he's going to strike out a fair bit as well, too. Uh, Lewis, the youngster, small sample size, 34% Ks. I know he's banged out some homers, flashing some power. He's a bit of a prospect, but 
there's still some holes in this game. He's still kind of figuring it out. Um, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. I know Cheese talked about in his article today, maybe going underweight, and there are some interesting pivots. Uh, Stevie, let's talk about the pivots. Who's your preferred pitcher in Wrigley today? Um, in Wrigley, I like both of them. Uh, I'm going to be playing both of these guys. Like when you're looking at the matchup for both of them, it's fine. Um, like Alec Mills, we still don't know what to expect from him over the course of like a 60 game season, but we got the wind blowing in the Royals lineup is not super scary. I think he is definitely in play. And then Danny Duffy on the other side, like it's a scary lineup like on paper, but you know, and people are afraid to play lineups like pitchers against the Cubs. But when you like start digging into the matchup, like there's four or five guys in this lineup that strike out a ton. No Chris Bryant mm-hmm. again. So listen, I, I always worry about, or Chris Bryant's back in the lineup. Um, I, I really worry about like Javi Baez. Um, like he's a guy that I'm super scared of because he hits a, you know, the ball where the wind won't matter. <laughs> like, but overall, um, I like both these guys. I like Carlos Rendon more than I like both of these guys, though. Um, I am going to be playing a ton of him today. All right, talk about Carlos. The matchup is fantastic. The Brewers stink. Um, Like, this lineup (laughs) is nothing like it was. You talked about Moustakis not being there. Kane's out. Braun's hurt. Like, there's somebody else, too. Um, Uh, No Sogard is is important because he's a a pest. He's not going to homer. But he's hard to strike out, and he'll take nine or ten, uh, you know, pitch at bats. He's not in the lineup either. Yeah, there's somebody else that the Brewers had too that I can't think of right now. But like this whole lineup, like you're worried about two guys really, like Healy, Grendel. That's who it was. Um, but yeah, like Healy, you know, he really hasn't shown us much. Like he's he can homer, but like you're really worried about like two or three bats here. The rest of this lineup stinks. Um, you obviously, you obviously always worry about the walks when it comes to Carlos Rendon, but like the strikeout, like tell me another pitcher in this price range that has a twenty-eight point six percent K rate. Um, I'll wait. Yeah, my issue is, like you said, uh, it's like he's pitching against himself. It almost doesn't matter who's in the box. Uh, that's good, sort of my concern with him. Like he tends to labor. He can have those hundred hundred pitch, you know, four and two thirds uh, games. But you know, there's definitely some upside there. We've been waiting for this to happen. Like, seems like forever, and he's, he's shown us some moments for sure. Uh, Kirk, these your thoughts as far as Verdone and, like, compare him versus the guys pitching him regularly? First thing we should do, let's look up the umpire situation. Uh, do you have it out it's, it's a Monday, so we might not have it just yet. New right. series are starting. Okay. We, we normally get that a little bit late. Then the next day when they stick around, then we kind of know they rotate. So, all right. So we won't look that up. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, I was trying to buy some time because I know Stevie said some on umpire. So maybe some of the, some of the data is out there. There's I a couple know. games that are out, but I looked before the show and the White Sox wasn't up yet. Yeah, I don't see it. So that, that would be something to take note of. But, um, you know, I'm on board with them. I like they're my pick on the sharp side app. Um, I think he's got good stuff. I think the he's determined to, to be a starter this season to get back to where he was. You know, he came back coming back from Tommy John. Um, he's, he's got the full repertoire. He's just gotta be, he's just gotta stay in, you know, his command has to be there and that's a big if, but I think, um, against, uh, the Brewers, it's a perfect, perfectly good matchup with this water down. I mean, Healy is a guy who's always hit left-handed pitching pretty good, but he's always had a high strikeout rate. Um, you know, Keston Hero has got a high strikeout rate. Avisal Garcia is a high K guy. Um, 
and it's just you just go down uh, the jerk store. I mean, so uh, Manny Pena. Um, did uh, Ben Gamble make the lineup? But jerk store is another dude. He's not yeah, he's in there. Right? Gamble's in yeah, there. Ben Gamble, hottest hitter in baseball. Um, <laughs> him and uh, who's the who's the guy on uh, on Philly? Uh, he's uh, some no name uh, Goslin. Oh yeah, Phil. Yeah, yeah, these two guys are tearing it up. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, give me all the road road on today. Um, I do like you said. I do like Alec Mills. Um, Alec Mills is a guy that you know has. He's just pretty safe, it seems like. But he's he's talented. He's he's kind. Of, he's got some pedigree to him. He's his swinging strike rate is there. It's up there with you know close to Walker Bueller level. And it's, granted, it's a small sample. He only you know pitched really ten games worth but anyways high swing is decently high swing and strike right decently high k rate um and just another team that he can take advantage and he doesn't give up a ton of power um and like you said the wind's blowing in suppressing it and i just feel better with him uh as opposed to the other side danny duffy is a guy who's yes he's a pretty good pitcher but this is a guy who does give up a lot of power and this cubs lineup yeah it's hit or miss um and they certainly can can let you down with the best of them. And yes, though, the wind will be blowing in, but these guys hit left-handed pitchers extremely well, right? These are some of the, the best hitters against left-handed pitching in the game. It's Baez, it's Brian, it's uh, Contreras for a catcher. Um, Bodie's in the lineup. Uh, so this is just not a lineup I really want to want to pick on. All right, a couple notes. So we have one umpire, and it's uh, for Montas, and he has an extreme pitcher's umpire. And I'm not somebody obsesses over my umpire data, but he's a guy that I want to have the corners. I need, I need Montez getting the corners. So that makes you feel a little bit better about him. Uh, makes him a little bit trickier to fade as, as an SB2 uh, on, on DK. Certainly not for cash. He's, he's my SB2 or SB. Yeah, SB2 there. Uh, I think Paddock is kind of sort of somewhat interesting on DK just because of the price. He's super talented, obviously. Who wants to pick on the Dodgers? They're a little bit weaker today without Betts, who's dealing with a finger. He did not crack the lineup. But Seager is in, who was a little bit banged up. Still a really good lineup. A lineup that actually rakes against lefties. I'm sorry, against righties. And Paddock you know, pretty distinct splits too. So I prefer to have a bunch of righties. That's not the case, but the price is cheap enough for me to consider him because I think he's a talented player. Stevie, we got to move on. Your thoughts on Paddock, anybody else or just wrap up pitching? Uh, Don't play right-handed pitchers against the Dodgers. I don't care if Mookie's in there or not. Like it's never really a win-win situation, is it? Oh, it's, I mean, look, it's not, it's not for the fan of heart. It's just that Paddock's talented. The price is cheap. Uh, I'd rather take, I'd rather pay up and play Bueller on a pitch count than play Paddock. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's just, yeah. I mean, Bueller probably. Here, here, here's the answer. You put them both in the same lineup. No, there you go. You still play Bueller good. today. <laughs> I'll pass, but yeah. That, <laughs> no. Steve, give uh, me a yeah. summary as far as pitching today. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Like, you know, you have the top arms up there. I think we kind of skipped over Mike Sorica. He's a really good real life pitcher. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't love him in this matchup at his price. If he was a little bit cheaper, maybe he'd be in play. Mills, Montas, Rendon, Duffy, um, all in their own right in play on this slate. Um, I like the stance by by Kirkwood on if I'm going to play Montas, I'm just going to be way overweight. Um, so I don't hate that idea. Dean, no? Maybe? Well, that's fine. We don't need Dean, do we? Like, we don't need Dean. Like, who's Dean? Indeed, so, you're 
Yeah, we'll move on. He'll pick us I'm up. I'm not here sure if you guys can hear me, but I'm messing up my speakers right now. I'm messing with my earbuds. So uh, feel free to stop, talk about some catchers while I figure this out because <laughs> I'm not really good with technology. All right, we'll move on to catcher. Um, Kirk D's. Like, uh, I just want to throw one. I just want to throw oh. one Yahoo tip out there, which is this is this is for the GPP stuff. It's not going to be like my main lineup Yahoo anyone's playing, but Lewis Thorpe is twenty five bucks on Yahoo. He's overpriced on DK. He's not in consideration. Talk about a guy who's not going to have pitch, you know, not going to go a lot of innings here. But this is a guy who could have extremely efficient innings. So if you want to try to load in all the bats, you know, you could play him and Rodon and uh, get away with it over there. So I just want to throw that out there. Am I back, guys? I can hear you guys. Can you all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Awesome. Well, you know, I bought some We should have messed with him. I should have said, like, we should have just gone gone on the catcher like we couldn't hear him. <laughs> just totally ignore me. Oh, I, I should have messed with him. Um, yeah, I bought some new earbuds, and, like, this is, I keep buying them and keep buying them, but they don't seem to work for me. I'm just terrible at technology. But, all right, let's talk about some catchers. Uh, Fandle specific, you don't play catchers, you don't play catchers, but uh, Garber is 2.5K over there. He is a cash game staple. He's a great play. Otherwise, uh, DK, he is hyped up on Fandle. Um, yeah, who I believe is as well. Uh, what are we doing at catcher, Steve? Are we just uh, getting in as cheap as possible and getting out? Or uh, obviously in tournaments you can spend up on a guy like Garber. If you think Gary Sanchez is going to hit the ball one of these days, maybe he bangs it out today. Who knows? But he's obviously been in a bit of a funk to start the season. Catcher, Stevie, enjoy it. What do you want? Yeah, I hate paying up for catcher, but Garver is like one of the best plays on the slate. Um, he's a he's a lock on Fanduel, like you said. Like he's just a fantastic player over there. So. I like Garver if you want to save some money. I like James McCann, Brett Anderson, soft toss and lefty. Um, you know, those are honestly the two guys that I'm looking at. Um, I don't really have any interests. I think Austin Nola is a little interesting. If you're not playing Rendon, I think Manny um, Pena is a little interesting. Like if you want to save some money on Stallings, like going down to those guys, I don't hate that idea. If you plan, If you've been playing Gary Sanchez, play him. If you haven't been and you've been fading him, just keep fading him. And when he beats you with that, you know, double home run night, like you're, you're fine. But I think catcher is, you know, a simple position on this slate for me. The, uh, the Martingale strategy with Gary Sanchez. Uh, jump in here. Uh, what do you have for me, Kirk? These as far as catchers. Martingale. Uh, I love, I love that strategy. I, I use it uh, <laughs> way too much. Very dangerous. It, it, it works so well until it doesn't. And then forget it. Go <laughs> home. That's it. We were um, probably gone, but yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, Mitch Garver, clear number one catching option if you can get him. So this guy has extreme splits as it gets. So he's like just an incredible hitter. That's why he's hitting leadoff um, against uh, left-handed pitching. Uh, Holland is a guy that certainly is a guy that we can we can pick on a little bit here. I, I think he's – obviously he's a, he's a must-play on FanDuel, but he's fine – He's he's decently cheap enough on Yahoo where you plug him in, and on DK he's forty four hundred, so you, you can get away with plugging him in there too. He's the guy you want. Um, I like Stevie's call with Austin Nola. Um, I think it's also a way, like on DraftKings, to kind of differentiate yourself a little bit to play him against uh, Montas to to actually play the, a hitter against your pitcher. Um, you know, because it's you know it's he's going to be so chalky anyway that. Uh, it's just a way to provide differentiation and he's still a good value. Um, Wilson Contreras, um, people may uh, shy away from, but he's bad in cleanup, you know, because of that wind blowing in, but I still like him at 4,500. Um, and then the, the last guy would be maybe, um, 
uh, Grandal, I, I guess, even though you don't get the, the preferred split. He still hits um, lefties decently well, bullpen behind there. Um, White Sox are a team I'm really high on tonight. Um, I think this lineup is extremely strong. He's right there in the middle of it. So those are the guys. Gary Sanchez, um, no thank you. I'm, I don't know how many people have been watching um, him his at-bats, but this guy is lost at the plate. I think he got like his first hit the other night, um, but these aren't good hits. This guy is, you know, he might, he might come back and it might, might hurt me if he, like Stevie said, if he double dongs, but uh, I, there's no way I'm touching this guy right now. I just want to throw this out there. Holland, not a big sample last year, but he gave just basically three homers per nine versus righties. 19 of his 20 homers were, was worth right-handed power. Uh, Garber, massive splits as well. We'll talk about Sano later. We'll talk about Cruz later. We'll talk about Sano on DK specifically because that's first base. Stevie, we're on first base, and I suppose the cash spot is Belt or it's uh, Murphy. He's first base eligible on DK. Uh, Flores cracked the lineup despite the, the fact that it's against a righty. McMahon as well, pretty pricey, but it is course field. We have a 13-and-a-half total. Uh, and I know in the expert survey, you like Sano, and I like Sano too. I just – I don't know how – it's hard to get him outside of a stack. You can one off him as well, but uh, talk about your first base. Why is it – it's not hard to get to him. There's some cheap bats that uh, you can play and we'll talk about. But, yeah, I Sano is probably my favorite play. Um, you said Brandon Bellot is like your cash game staple. Like, I get it, and I still think Sano is the better play. I know the game's in cores, and that's fine, but – Sano against Derek Holland. Holland doesn't strike people out. When Sano makes contact, it's hard contact. Um, Jose Abreu at 4.2K against Soft Toss and Anderson. Abreu smashes sinkers. Um, Anderson Anderson generates a lot of ground balls because of a sinker. I love the fact that the White Sox. I I, I kind of said it um, when I did the GPP like stacked tags today that I was hoping the White Sox came in under owned and it's looking like that might be the case, but um, I, I like the White Sox a lot. I love the twins and the White Sox on the slate in general. Um, I like Oakland. I think Matt Olson comes in at one of the lowest owned players on that Oakland stack. And it's, um, you know, because he's the most expensive and, but yeah, I think there's a ton of first base options um, that are not Brandon belt. And the fact that like, he's the only guy projected over 10% uh, makes this slate at first base, you know, wide open. Yeah, Sample's not huge as far as Sheffield, but he is uh, he was vulnerable to lefties last year. Olsen showed the ability to lefties as well uh, last year. Uh, and he's going to be just – nobody's going to own him. And as far as the expert survey, again, I'm going to reference that. He was my – it's weird to say Olsen's like a sneaky homer guy, but nobody plays lefty on lefty, and I think Olsen's pretty interesting. And nobody – it's just 5%, something like that, an eight-game slate. Yeah, why not grab yourself at least a share of that? And I saw somebody in chat talking about Oakland. I like them as a mini stack as well too with Chapman – and Canna, and I guess Pinder, sure, too, and Simeon. Well, sure, there you go. There's five guys I think I mentioned. We got to pick up the pace here, Kirk Dees. Give me some first base when you like. Um, Sano. It's, uh, I'm going to keep it short and simple. Sano is my guy. There you go. <laughs> not not paid by the word. You you, uh, you say you know you said you want to keep it. You know we got to speed things up. That's 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 who I'm playing tonight. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah, uh, well, you said belt stuff, so like, yeah, process of elimination. There. Uh, Daniel Murphy, I don't mind. Um, I'm uh, full fade on Brandon Belt and uh, Ryan O'Hearn for the cheap play on DraftKings. Uh, Luisa Reyes is 3.2K on DK at the Keystone position, second base, Stevie. Uh, don't necessarily love him, but, you know, he's in a good spot. Not a lot of power, obviously. Probably needs more than one AB to make things happen unless he comes up with, you know, the bases loaded and he puts one in the gap or something like that, but uh, if he gets on, pretty decent chance he scores as well, too, with all the boppers behind him. 
Uh, and we live in the world of a salary cap. So Arreyes is almost definitely going to be my cash game second baseman. What say you? I'll say Chad Pinder. Um, Justice Sheffield, way overhyped, probably two or three years um, early right now. Um, I think Chris Owings is going to be really popular too against Johnny Cueto. Um, we don't love playing Chris Owings against righties, but 3.4K – I think a lot of people are going to be paying down at second base today. You know, you just look at the yeah. options at second base, and I think a lot of people end up playing paying down. For that reason, I think Max Muncy is an awesome tournament play. Um, I know it's Paddock. I get it. But um, I think Paddock is elite against righties and slightly above average against lefties. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge Chris Paddock fan. But um, Muncy for tournaments to be really different. But outside of that, like I love Pender. love a Minnesota guy. Uh, Owings, if you're wanting – somebody different but owings is projected as the highest owned second baseman right now in DraftKings. pinder batting six in that oakland lineup semian lorraine Kenna, chapman olsen pinder davis piscotti and then murphy uh i agree with all that you said and i i love that muncie call uh because it, people are just gonna be paying down at second base because it makes a ton of sense you can throw a pinder on the outfield uh on dk uh for what it's worth a 2.9k it's no way to make things work for you but uh all right kirk these be as succinct as you'd like second base um, second base, uh, I'll, I'll echo the uh, Chad Pinder thoughts. So Oakland is like probably my, it's probably my second favorite stack on the slate. I think they absolutely go off tonight. Um, Justice Sheffield, um, completely overrated. Definitely has some pedigree, but this, this kid throws three pitches, a sinker, a change, and a slider. One thing that I've been monitoring for a while is that Oakland, the one kind of pitching that they can't handle for some weird reason, I don't know why, it shocked me when I learned this, is really high heat, which is why I was really high on Kikuchi the other day, who's throwing up like 96, 97 right now. And this is not who Justice Sheffield is. Justice Sheffield is going to be like 90, 92 miles an hour all night and lower um, and try to throw these guys off. And these guys are, are going to just – crack him so chad pinder awesome when he has the platoon um so really like that other than that um going down i might just go all the way down and Ooh. go to adrianza yeah at bottom of the lineup at 2600 i don't want to play a Raz, um when he's just with his there's just not a ton of upside yeah he can get on but with uh without the platoon uh, I don't really like him there. I don't really like Owings. I know he's going to be popular. Um, I mean, if he beats me, so be it. But so I like, I just, why not go all the way down? But, you know, a guy that I wouldn't mind playing is uh, David Bodie um, against Duffy. Um, I know you guys don't like the bats because of the wind and whatnot, but, you know, he's rel- he's cheaply priced at 3500 He's got pop. If he gets a hold of one, I don't care what the wind's doing. I like that Stevie said uh, nobody likes playing Chris Owings versus a righty. I thought there was going to be a period just after Chris Owings. Just, no, <laughs> I don't care who he's facing. He's terrible. But, yeah. Uh, but he is playing in cores and he's cheap, so I get it. Uh, hot corner, third base, Stevie. What do you have for me? And you go back to, like, if Owings was facing a lefty at this price in cores, like, how high would he be on? Like, he's already 24%. So, um, listen, third base, I think there's a ton of options. You got Chapman to be super contrarian at the top because if you're paying up, a lot of people are going to be playing Arenado or Longoria. Um, I like Moncada a lot. I love Marwin Gonzalez today. Like, again, I love Minnesota. Playing Marwin Gonzalez more in the outfield than at third base uh, because of so many great options at third base. But my player pool at third base is kind of smaller than I thought it was going to be at the beginning of the day. But um, 
Yeah, I like Chapman. I, I I love the I love you know Kirk D's when he brings out these random stats and um you know Justice Sheffield's not going to blow it by anybody. So um I was already on Oakland. Now I like them more. Love the fact that like Oakland team ownership is like three percent because they're so pricey. Um, it, it's a way. Like if you're playing Montas, it's a way to play Montas with a with a low owned stack. So um, I, I like Chapman. I like Oakland. Nolan Arenado is probably the best play on the slate um, against Cueto, but I, I like some of these other guys a little bit more. Yeah, I'm doing my best to prioritize Arenado and get on my cash games. Uh, third base, what do you have for your Kirk Dees? Yeah, Arenado um, is definitely the number one uh, cheap guy if you need him to fill in. Um, Marwin Gonzalez batting six, twenty nine hundred. Um, a guy could certainly could get a hold of one. Um, Chris Bryant, yeah, I'm probably past there. Uh, on Yahoo, um, if you have to, you can go uh, Donovan Solano just because of the cores environment and the price. But I think um, it's Chapman, um, like Stevie said, and it's Arenado. Um, Moncada, I like Moncada. Just won't get the ownership because no one likes to play him without the, you know, without him batting lefty. But I don't expect Anderson to go very long. They'll rip into that bullpen. He's got upside from each side of the plate. Um, so I think that's a good way to differentiate tonight. Milwaukee is one of those teams where it's important who you're facing. Like, if you have the lead, if you don't have the lead, if you're catching up, it's much tougher against those arms. Milwaukee, if you get to the weaker part of that pen, you know, basically avoid hater. If it's a 4-3 game and they're down, I don't like that Chicago stack. But then they only have three runs anyway, so why would you like it? All right, so sync, let's go. Short stop, Stevie. Whoever you can fit. Like, I think if you have the money, you play story. I don't think it's any question. I think shortstop's the worst position on the slate. Um, Javi Baez, if you want to be a little different than playing like story, uh, like I said, like he's the one guy that I'm super worried about if I'm playing um, Duffy on this slate. But like, this is probably one of the reasons why O-Wings is going to be so popular because shortstop is just so weak on the slate. Like, if you're not paying up for story – maybe Simeon or Baez, like you're just playing whoever you have the money for at shortstop. Like it's, it's my last position on like every team that I made so far. Yeah. I played story in my, he's in my shell lineup on DK and I, I just, I don't like what he's doing to my outfield. And I think I might have to move him down, but the problem is the mid tier at shortstop is just not very appealing. Brandon Crawford's like a younger Chris Owings. Maybe they're the same age. It's not really sure, but the point Find is the, the point. $400 or go down to Corey Seager. If you're going to play Brandon Crawford, like go up to Baez or go down. Like Brandon yeah. Crawford is just not good at baseball. Yeah. I don't want to play him. Owings a three, four, I guess you can Seager. I don't really want to pick on Paddock, but yeah, if you're going to pick on him, pick him with a lefty, not a great ballpark for lefty power there, San Diego, but I have righty power, but you know, Seager's pretty solid. Not really going to get discount that price either. Semyon's super expensive. I know on, on Fanduel you can get Newman at 2-3, batting second versus Thorpe. I like that as a full punt. Crawford's pretty cheap too. But he's you know not very good, but he's playing in cores. Uh, Kirk Dees, what do you have for me as far as shortstops? Uh, the same as you. It's uh, it's Trevor Stories, the one you want. Um, Marcus Semyon um, should definitely be in play. Especially, I love Oakland. I love uh, him against uh, left-handed pitching. Um, the cheap guy on DraftKings would be Cole Tucker if you really need to, really need it. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough to uh, – you're giving up a lot there, but uh, he is leading off. And then, uh, I mean, that's it. That's that's kind of my pool. Give me some uh, – Brand, uh, Brandon, Gra- Brandon Crawford on uh, Yahoo is the min price. Seven I, bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I will <laughs> – I will – 
play him if I have to there. <laughs> Begrudgingly. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nelly Cruz, boomstick at home versus a lefty against Derek Holland. He just absolutely gets annihilated versus lefty. So he's an awesome, awesome play. Kirk D's give me a couple of outfitters you like. Another cheap guy. Like I said, you could use him at third and use him in the outfield as Marlon Gonzalez. Um, White Sox, uh, you can go um, uh, Luis Robert. Is it Ro- Robert? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't, is it a French spell? Is Robert? I'm not sure, but I, I'm not, I, I feel like I've heard it both ways, and uh, I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to commit just yet. I should know this. As a Chad Pender is out, out, outfield eligible. Um, Jake Cave is for like a. He's been crushing the ball. However, you don't get the platoon, but if you do get into that bullpen, um, twenty six hundred down there certainly has pop that can do some. And then obviously the hottest hitter in baseball, six homers in the last five games, Aaron judge. Right. Yeah. But uh, Aaron Hicks is priced to play at 4,400. <laughs> uh, Stevie jump in here. I will say Buxton. I like Buxton super cheap on Fandle and on TK three K on TK. I think it's like two, three or two, four on Fandle like that a good bit. And like we talk about Minnesota. I know you like Minnesota, Stevie, a lot of cheap bats there outside of a couple of dudes, Barber and Cruz. And so no, everybody else is pretty cheap. Uh, what do you have for me, Stevie, as far as outfielders? Yeah, I think Cruz is the best play in the slate, like considering cores and everything. Um, Nelson Cruz against the lefty, that doesn't really scare you. I think Nelson Cruz is the best play on the slate. Um, you know, Blackman, if you're paying up, David Dahl, if you're paying up, Aaron Judge, obviously. Uh, Mark Canna, if you are wanting to be different, he has been hitting the ball really hard and faces – Sheffield, who we've talked about multiple times. If you're stacking Minnesota, I don't mind going like Max Kepler to be different in that Minnesota stack. Um, kind of the same thing that Kurt was saying about um, Jake Cave. So cheap-wise, Marvin Gonzalez, Chad Pinder, you guys nailed those guys. Um, I, I think like an Alex Gordon is off the off the wall a little bit. You know, He's a guy that can get you two hits at 3.1K um, against Mills. Probably not going to hit a home run, but um, – you know, can do just as much damage. But Jay Cave at 2.6, if I'm going to play one of these guys, I'm probably just going to go down and play Cave um, even in the lefty-lefty because I don't expect Holland to go really deep in that game. All right, a couple minutes before we step aside to make way for crunch time for pre-members here at rotorgrounders.com. Again, feel free to like and subscribe. We do much appreciate that. Roth, Kevin Roth will give you a weather update on uh, crunch time and cheese. Cheese is good. Cheese is good. Two-time millionaire winner in, uh, in baseball is going to give you the analysis as well for the pre-members. Uh, give me some stacks, Kirkies. Uh Oakland, definitely going off tonight. Uh, and then uh, the White Sox. It prioritized the outfield bats and cores. Power reckon for me. Um, Blackman, number one. Dahl, number two. Um, and then, you know, I mean – that's it. I'm not. I'm. I'm fading this uh, San Fran side. All right, Stevie, chime in on that if you want, and uh, give me some stacks you like. Yeah, I'd go Blackman, Dahl, Kemp, then Yaz. Um, I, I think Yaz could come in low owned at that price on DraftKings just because of the way the the slate is. We'll we'll see. Um, stacks for me, like I, I've said it many many times, it's it's Minnesota and the White Sox for me. I like the Yankee stack. Um, I think they're they're starting to look like they're going to come in a lot lower owned than I had thought um, as far as like the Yankee stack goes. So like, those are the three teams outside of like, I have a Oakland stack on both sides too. Kirk Deese, we got to go. Give me something profound. Give me something bold. Give me a hot take. Give me something that's going to break the slate. Um, eight, eight plus runs by the, the A's tonight. Uh, top stack. 
That wasn't that hot. That was kind of lukewarm. Uh, Stevie, see that uh, raise <laughs> Carlos Radon is the highest scoring pitcher at the end of the night. He there outscores Cole, DeGrom, all those guys. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not true, but I, that is definitely a hot take. All right, we got to step aside. We got to go. Thank you, Devin, for producing the show. Uh, stay tuned again for Crunch Time. If you guys are RGM members, you got Jesus Good. You got Raw talking about the weather. He is Kirk Dees. He is Stevie. I was Dean. This was baseball. We're out of here. Holler. Holler.